Welcome to 4,000 Weeks, the official podcast of 4kweeks.com. This is the weekly newsletter in audio format. You can subscribe to the actual email newsletter just by going to 4kweeks.com and subscribing there. Why would you want to do that? Well, occasionally there's discounts in there and uh, you can click all the links to all the content, etc., etc. So head over there and subscribe. First things first, I owe you a dad joke, or at least the first part. We'll get to the punchline at the end. What did the seal with a broken flipper say to the shark? Week one of 2024 has arrived, and how lucky are you? 52 weeks all laid out before you, just waiting for you to make your masterpiece. It's time to walk over to your 4K Weeks poster and fill in another square. Are you done? There's a rhythm to the seasons that I didn't really notice or appreciate until I was in my late 30s. I think a lot of it had to do with planting a garden and watching things come up year after year. And it's interesting to think about how many cycles of anything you need to witness before you realize there is a pattern. It's a comfort to know that the waves will just keep coming over and over and over again. I first need to say thank you sincerely, sincerely thank you. So many of you reached out to send your condolences after last week's email. And I just can't tell you how much I appreciated each and every one of them. Anything worthwhile that I have done was built upon a foundation of love and support that was laid by my father. And so thank you very much. I I really sincerely appreciate it. If you need uh, something to aim at in the new year... Our year goal posters are a good way to start. I will send you a 10% off discount code if you email me at Spencer, S-P-E-N-C-E-R, at 4K Weeks and ask me for it. Okay, let's get on to the uh, remarkable weeks for this week. Week one of 1947, Mahatma Gandhi begins his March for Peace in East Bengal. He was 4,030.71 weeks old, or about 77.3 years. That's awesome. 77 years old, beginning his march for peace. I wonder if he knew at the beginning of that march what would come of it, or if he just knew he had to start. Week one in 19, or pardon me, not 19, week one in 1777, General George Washington's army defeats the British at the Battle of Princeton. He was 2,341 weeks old or 44.89 years. There's two things I want to say about this. First of all, the Continental Army beating the British is one of the more improbable events in the history of the world. And think of the impact that it has had. It's like the ultimate butterfly effect. That's the first thing. It's just they should have lost and should have lost and should have lost and should have lost. The second thing is, is that 44 years old, almost 45 years old, seems pretty dang old to me to be camping out and fighting a war. (laughs) I played basketball this morning and my knees hurt. I can't imagine fighting a war. Week number one of 1969, John Lennon and Yoko Ono's album, Two Virgins, is declared pornography in New Jersey. He was 1,215 weeks old or 23.3 years. This is weird to me because I didn't really know about that album. And so I was like, oh, wow, pornography. Why did they declare pornography? They're actually naked on the cover. So you, you can Wikipedia it and there is naked, a naked photo of them. So, you know, for the time, that was pretty forward. I wonder what they would think of TikTok. 
the people who declared that album pornography in New Jersey. I wonder what they would think of the current state of our culture. I don't know. Interesting. This week's quote, I'm going to read it to you twice. It comes from Ralph Waldo Emerson. If the stars should appear but one night every thousand years, how man would marvel and adore. If the stars should appear but one night every thousand years, how man would marvel and adore. That's true. But then after some amount of time, maybe 30 minutes, maybe 10 minutes, maybe four hours, almost everyone would say, well, it's time to get some rest and then go on to bed. Knowing that when they woke up the next morning, the once every thousand year stars would be gone. I've been thinking about this exact thing in a different way in the wake of my dad's death. We had lunch every few weeks, sometimes every week, for the last three years. My dad would, um, he was retired, so he would come to this restaurant that is right by my shop. He would drive, you know, 15 minutes so that I only had to drive two. And I would drive over there and, and we would chat and eat for about an hour. Interesting sidebar. My dad ordered the same thing every single time. <clears throat> but invariably, I would get restless and I'd say to him, you know, oh, I should get back to work. And then I would walk him to his car and I would go back to work. And while I would love to have lunch with him again, at some point, that lunch would end too. And that's okay. It's all impermanent. It's all transitory. And I think what really matters is just how you walk through it and how you treat people who walk along the path with you for a while and that you notice the miracles while they are happening. Every, everything is a miracle. Some miracles appear every night forever, like the stars. And some miracles are just getting to have lunch with your dad and that has to end. I just, I'm always reminded about the Jason Isbell song, If We Were Vampires where he says, maybe time running out is a gift. Maybe time running out is a gift. So the what I'm consuming this week section, it's been a light content week again, as you could imagine. There's just so much to do after a death. And even an orderly death, it was very orderly, of an organized person. My dad was really well organized, which... That brings me to two things that I really wish that I would have been consuming this week. And so if you have a, a spouse, a husband or a wife uh, or a partner and kids or frankly anyone that would have to pick up the loose threads if you die, there are a few things that you can do now that will make that grunt work easier. And, you know, you're here. So you I already know that you don't mind the morbid because if you're here, you have a 4K Weeks poster. And so... Um, I'm going to assume you're not squishy with thinking about your death in advance because these things will make it easier on the people that you love. And I just happen to be in this headspace right now because I am dealing with the, you know, my dad's affairs and I just thought they would be good to mention. And these are things that I am doing too. Um, the first thing is, is that I, I'm just going to assume that you have a process for password and account number management. In this modern age, we have hundreds and hundreds of passwords. So you need to do that. You need to be tracking them in a way that makes sense to other people. But I'm going to assume that that's the case. Um, the first thing that I think you need to do is 
make a video, a screen capture of how you do it all, right? So how, what is all of it? I don't know. That's a question for you to answer. Think about the things that you just do that make your household run. Um, or if, if your household is on autopilot, right? If you have everything auto paid, you need to go through those in a screen capture video as well. You just can't even imagine how many things you take for granted when you do all of those monthly, weekly, daily things that make your household run that someone who is new to it will not know. Even someone who knows, right? We, I knew, I mean, my dad was 87. I knew he was going to die. He had talked to me about where things were in the safety deposit box and stuff before. But I spent an hour trying to figure out just the website that one of their bills needed to be paid to. He, he was a super organized dude. I had all of the account numbers, all of the passwords. I just didn't know which website to go to. And if he had done a screen capture video, that would have fixed that. And I think you could do that and you could post it somewhere, you, you could host it, you know, put it on the cloud, and you could update it annually. I think that would be a really, that would be a gift to the people that you leave behind. The next thing, write your obituary. Even if you leave all of the context for the people left behind, all of the, the, the narrative creation, that's fine. Just create a timeline of your life. So I, I knew my dad's story pretty well. I knew the highlights, but it still took a good long minute to gather all of the jobs, all of the accomplishments, the dates of all those things, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So if you just had a list like, I was born here, I went to high school here, I this went to college here, and then I left that college and went to this college, and then I did this thing, and then I got this job, and then I got this job, and then I moved to this town. If you just did that with years, that would be an invaluable resource to someone who has to create your obituary. Okay, so those are the things that I wish that I was consuming this week. I'm sure there's a there's myriad more. A good friend of mine, a good friend of mine who proofreads the newsletter, uh, who's going to listen to this and know that I'm talking about him right now, created a Word doc for me of things that needed to be done. Um, and that was just an invaluable resource. And if you're interested in that, um, I'll ask him if I can share it. And so shoot me an email, spencer at 4kweeks.com. Um, I'm sure he will be okay with sharing it, especially now that I put him on the spot. But um, just, you know, you need to let Social Security know, da 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 da, da all of these things. Um, super, super duper useful. Like a, like a packing lift list for a trip to the beyond, but for the people who are staying behind. Um, one thing I did listen to this week, which, you know, is a bit on the nose, is Freakonomics Radio, episode number 569, Do You Need Closure?, so I, I said it's a bit on the nose, but I just happened to see it in one of my mastermind buddy's journals, and it was a super good episode, and not totally focused on death, but kind of focused on open loops and stuff. And um, it just was kind of a, like a discussion and a scientific conversation about what happens when you don't close the loop on things and how your your brain just doesn't, it's not quite ready to deal with it. It was really interesting. Um, you'll have to subscribe to the uh, email newsletter to get the Instagram nuggets, uh, the memes that I found, but there's some good ones in there this week. Okay. What am I thinking about this week? This is the end of the, this is the, the last section. And then I'll give you the joke. Imperfect starts. We all want, I think I got that imperfect starts phrase. I think I got it from Seth Godin. I'm not sure. I think so. If you don't get his blog post, which is an email every day, you should consider subscribing. So every he sends it out every day and every third day. I'm like, that is the wisest thing I've heard in a while. 
Anyway, imperfect starts is what I'm thinking about this week. We all want to close the checking account and start fresh. If we, if if you haven't reconciled your checking account for five years or something, and you decide to get organized, the the impulse is to close it and start fresh. Just bag up the old cluster mess and start with a new zero balance checking account. And this time, uh, I'm going to keep after it so that I don't feel overwhelmed. Or a corollary is you, you, you're you getting ready to start something new that you're excited about and you just want to totally clear your schedule so that you have no distractions and a perfectly clear calendar so you can focus on this new big project. But that rarely happens. I mean, almost never happens, especially as an adult. Almost all of the time you are building the new life raft while you are sailing on the old life raft. And so my wife and I are getting ready to start on a new initiative that's going to take a few months to get through, and it's going to take a substantial portion of our focus each day. And it's something that I really want to go well, and so I'm, I realized I was trying to like create this perfect, you know, clean white box for it to happen in our schedule, and it just was nearly impossible. Like, I want to just get everything in order so that there's no distractions, so that we can focus on it 100%, but that's like, that's a totally a pipe dream. There are already things that I know that are going to impose upon those days. And who will, who know, I mean, who knows what else will pop up? There's a million things. And that's okay. We just need to make our best shot at preparing for it and then start and then deal with it as it comes. You have to be okay with an imperfect start. You have to have a laser focus on your goal while still being able to fend off and plowing through all of the inevitable distractions. I think in this, it's more important to be resilient and persistent than it is to be perfect. I think the, the more, you know, if you think about resilience and persistence, that feels flexible. And if you can't be flexible, whatever it is, is going to break and it's going to fail. You have to be able to bend while still keeping your eye on the prize. And I think it's really reasonable to create some space and to try to set off on a new project or initiative on the right foot. But we're talking about weeks of preparation, not months. And I think for nearly everything, even probably a journey to Mount Everest, more than three weeks of preparation is actually just procrastination. And so what are you going to start imperfectly this year? I would really love to hear about it. I love knowing I, I, it, the enthusiasm for the new year is contagious. And I know full well that every single day is the first day of the new year, but I also know full well that us human beings are just trying to do the best we can and so that January 1st feels like a new start. And so I would love to hear it. If you have anything that you want to share, uh, anything, any, you know, some big change that you're going to make, send me an email at Spencer at 4K Weeks and maybe I can be a bit of accountability for you. Maybe just sending me the email will make it more likely that you get to it. Okay, that's the email for the week. I owe you the punchline. So what did the seal with a broken flipper say to the shark? Ready? Do not consume if seal is broken. <laughs> that's the worst one in a while, I think. <laughs> it's hard to find good dad jokes. Thanks for being here. I really appreciate you listening, and I hope you have a spectacular new year. I seriously hope that you crush every single one of your dreams and goals this year. And that when we get to a year from now, you look back and are astounded by the progress you've made. And the only way to do that is to just start one day, make a change. Day two, make a change. Day three, I mean, think about it. If you change 1% every day, I know you've heard this before. If you improve 1% every day, 
That is 365% by the end of the year. That's worth doing. Have a great week. Have a happy new year.